Oh, that's embarrassing. This podcast contains vulgar language and sensitive subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Healthcare Villains. Hi, everybody. Hope you're having a great Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Sorry, t- Tuesday. We're recording on a Monday. Okay. It's All a right, Tuesday. Fine. Fine. I am Poison Ivy. And I'm Juggerdoc. And together we are healthcare villains. Mm-hmm. More like anti-heroes. Anti-hero. We don't, for sure. you know, like go out and like kill people. On purpose. That they can prove. <laughs> <laughs> well, this morning when we were driving, I, I wanted mm. to kill that. That's fair. Lady. Yeah. Well, she was behind us, went past us on the right, just to cut back in front of us to make a left-hand turn. Who the fuck does that? Yeah, she like cut Raisiness. me off to get into the turn lane, which was next to us the entire time. The entire, yeah, whatever. And then I whatever. looked at her because I always want to look at the person to see if they look as stupid as they uh-huh. are. They usually do. Yeah, they usually do. And she looked like a total bitch. Ooh. <laughs> Big dumb bitch. She's a bitch. Bitch. Okay. So um, today, Poison Ivy has some great stuff all uh, prepped for us today. So yeah. I guess we're going to do new, another story. Yes. So that's always fun. Well, we're doing a couple stories. Well, this week I want to talk about prisons. Oh, prisons, yes. Prisons are good. Yeah. Well, and for um, many of you probably know, but for those who are newer to the podcast, I have worked in prisons and I have worked in military detention centers. Mm -hmm. All medical stuff. I was not a correctional officer or anything. Although I feel like when I worked in the prison, sometimes I felt like... A CEO sometimes, the, too. The lines were blurred, let's say. Well, you know, people keep fucking around. <laughs> they're going to find out. They're going to they're gonna find out. But um, and the reason why I wanted to talk about prisons is because I just recently came back from a trip. We went to Philadelphia, meaning mm. in, the, in the family, went to Philadelphia okay. to visit family. And uh, I've never been to Philly. Nor have I. And it was pretty cool. It was a fun trip. And of course, you know, you got to go to all the like highlights stuff. yeah yeah and batman said he was super excited because he ran up the rocky stairs oh yeah he ran up there and carrying tinkerbell oh of course shocker he's oh, carrying course. tinkerbell so i gotta just sidetrack real quick the other day that we were walking downtown and uh we had tinkerbell and captain america with us and at the towards the end of it tinkerbell just looks at me and like lifts her arms up i'm like oh sweet girl you obviously have me confused with batman <laughs> this homie don't play that yeah i'm not carrying you it's funny how she didn't come to me because she already knew i'm not carrying her yeah she's looked at me with those beautiful blue eyes and hoiled her arms up I'm like Mm-mm, Mm-mm. sister i mean she is a t- pretty tiny five-year-old she is and i probably could have done it but no but no i will not enable that behavior thank you so um (laughs) it was just funny so anyway yeah um and so i really wanted to go to eastern state penitentiary and some of you listeners probably already know as well i am a huge ghost adventures fan yes crazy ghost adventures fan i fucking love that terrible show and they have gone to eastern state penitentiary so i'm like i need to go to eastern state penitentiary is that haunted they say it's pretty haunted. Well, I know. So when, when uh, Poison Ivy texts me, like, oh, we're going here. I'm like, okay, cool. I was, well, every time I travel anywhere, too, I like to go to the old state pens. I think that's cool. I've been to a few of them myself. Mm-hmm. I've been to a few, and they're always really cool. I always feel like I'm, like, giving me a more chance to develop, like, lung cancer in the future <laughs> from all the asbestos floating uh-huh. around. But, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. all the painting or, or the chipped paint. Yeah, the <laughs> lead paint and the asbestos. Sure. 
Yeah. Either way, you're going to come out a little a little slow <laughs> or a little. <laughs> yeah. Something. Mesothelioma. Yeah. Call the call the lawyer guys. They call can them help you out. Those lawyer guys. Um. So, but I but I really am into history too. So, like, it was just a win win for me. I like it. Yeah. So I was just I wanted to talk a little bit about Eastern State Penitentiary. Hello. Did okay. a little research. A lot of my sources came from what I learned on the. Um, you can have those recorded like tours. You wear. Oh the, yeah, yeah. You wear those stupid headphones, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. kind of grossed me out. Honestly, I'm, I'm sure they're sprayed. They are, but still deloused, if oh. you will. You're in the prison <laughs> with the powder with the. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I also got some information from Wikipedia too. Of course, Wikipedia is good. Of course, so. Um, Eastern State Penitentiary is in Philadelphia, right in the smack dab center of a Town. city. Oh, well, hey. So it's very a interesting. large city also. And if you look at it, it looks like a castle. You know, it's got like the stone walls and like the stone um, watchtowers. And it's really cool. It's a really cool building. Um, and so in 1787, so we're going way back. Way back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because before you had all these like little prisons and jails and stuff and back then you just took anybody and everybody who committed any form of crime and threw them all in there and it um maybe cut off a hand put them in stocks yeah or you know something yeah you just have like petty thieves in with like vicious murderers and you know shit went awry yeah but you know those murders they got they probably got uh killed fairly quickly not like today where you're on death row for fucking ever you're like oh you're a murderer uh Yes, you are sentenced death. Now, let's go. <laughs> um, we already have it hanging back in the back. <laughs> right? Gallows, all set up. Just hop on out there. Like, quick like a bunny. <laughs> quick like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, obviously, a lot of um, people, Quakers, okay. to be oh, exact, Quakers. were okay. um, like, yeah, that's not that's not good. We, we need to do something. Um so there was this one particular guy, and his name was Dr. Benjamin Rush. Do you recall that name? Of course I do. That's the father of psychiatry. Uh, you did look at mm-hmm. that. I didn't put my notes. I mm-hmm. did a little star star. Juggerdoc should know who this I, is. Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he was kind of a, not a real great ethical guy. But you know what's interesting? They paint him as an ethical guy in this story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he actually kind of started the motion of developing a penitentiary Mm-hmm. and saying, you know, we can't be having these, like, basically buildings that you just throw these criminals in. We have to have a penitentiary, and we have to have something that's going to actually... And I have the actual quotes what he wrote because I thought it was freaking funny. Like, yeah, dude, there's... Mm-mm. But he, basically having um, a prison designed to create a genuine regret and penance in the criminal's heart. I'm like... Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, good luck with that. That makes sense. Not like today's criminals who just go to jail and get three hots and a cot and their turkey sammies and ramen noodles. and. Well, you'll see how Eastern State Penitentiary kind of started all that. Oh. Because, so, okay, and so, you know, um, Dr. Rush went to our, our guy, Benjamin Franklin, and was like, okay. hey, we need to get together and we get this started. Well, I just want to say that when I said that Benjamin Rush didn't, like, questionable ethics, uh, in all seriousness, all psych 
<laughs> facilities had questionable ethics right. back in the day. They didn't, maybe they didn't realize they were doing such terrible things. Yeah. He did recognize that mental health was an actual disease of the mind. Oh, good for him. So, and that's what he's really well known for is that he was the first to be like, well, this is a disease, which means we can treat it. All right. I like so, that. So he did start that. Um, so, you know. Is anybody a truly good guy, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> um, so, um, like I mentioned, a lot of these ideas of how to run this penitentiary was based off of um, what a bunch of Quakers thought thought up of, hey, which sure. I'll get into here shortly. But so it took a while to build, um, and it was the most expensive structure in the entire United States. At the time. At the time. And that was 17. Well, so this, the ball got rolling around 1787 is when people got together, like, we need to do something. And then over time, the plans were being constructed for Eastern State Penitentiary. And so the construction was completed and it was opened in 1829. Okay. And the layout and what was really... um astounding about this building it was like not like any other building ever built in the united states so it if you if anybody's seen what a prison looks like a lot of times it looks like um like a circle almost Mm -hmm. where you have a center location and a lot of branching off okay that came from eastern state penitentiary it started off with you have like like it looks like a wheel spoke where you have the center which we have like the command and everything. And then you have all of the cell blocks that are like a straight line that branch off of that center. And so that started with Eastern State Penitentiary because that way, because then you can see Which what makes everybody's sense. doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that actually originated with the design for Eastern State. Um, do you want to guess how much that cost to build? In today's dollars? No. Back then? Back then. I bet it was still like a million dollars. Close, but not quite. It was $780,000, hmm. which I didn't do the calculation how much that is in today's dollars. I don't know. While you're talking, I can figure that out. Okay. Um, so how it was built, it has the seven blocks. So you had the central um, surveillance, and then you had seven cell blocks. Of course, over time, more and more cell blocks were built, but originally it had seven. Um, and what was also astounding and like, oh, oh my God about this whole place is that it had, um, every inmate would have their own cell, their own private cell, which was centrally heated. It had running water. They had a flushable toilet and a skylight. That's actually really impressive for, what do you say, 1829? Yeah. It opened in 1829. Um, and just to put this in perspective, like the president Andrew Jackson, who was living in the White House at the time, he had no running water. And it was and the White House was um not heated. that expensive to build either, I'm sure. I I don't know. I didn't look that up. But and then uh, the White House was heated with coal burning stoves. So already the inmates are already living better than the one would argue living better than the president. All right. I got it. I got it up. So okay. $750,000 in 1820 is worth 19 million today. 19 million dollars. Mm-hmm. 19 million. Jeez. That's that's a little bit of money. That's a lot of bit of money for a bunch of criminals. Yeah. Well, you know, fuck those guys. Well, really though, because <laughs> um, you know, so what was really um what a lot of people know Eastern State Penitentiary for is that how they try to reform their inmates cuz like I said they all have their own 
individual cell, right? Okay. Well, that's because the whole idea was that they would have to remain in isolation um, and be segregated from everybody else, and they have to remain silent. For the whole time they're incarcerated? Yep. So, like, when they would come in, they'd be hooded, and they'd wherever they moved around in the prison. So they had no idea where they were, how to get around the prison. And then um, they yeah, had... I like that. Don't yeah. Get, don't get lippy. Yeah. I'll and then send you over there. Yeah. And like the whole thing with how they wanted to run this prison, it's like, oh, yeah, because beating the crap out of them isn't really, you know, making them change their way. So we're going to try to get them to repent their sins. And so you have to, in order to repent, you have to be in solitary confinement to really reflect and be silent. That's that tracks with the religious aspect because like monks and whatever who mm-hmm. take the vow of silence and yeah all that stuff. Okay. So um, so yeah, everybody thought, oh, this is great, like you know, this is revolutionary and blah 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 blah. And some people thought it was great. Some people didn't think that was great at all. Some people thought this um, solitary confinement was inhumane. And one of those people was Charles Dickens. He actually uh, came and toured the prison. Because like I said, this was like a huge deal, this prison, right? Yeah. Wasn't Charles Dickens like British still? Yeah. A lot of people came from overseas to see this prison. This we weren't letting them fuckers in after the revolution and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's Charles Dickens though, so, yeah, you know. It's fine. But he was, he was a mouthy little dude. He was a mouthy little dude because he was just saying, um, you know, this is completely inhumane to put people in isolation like that and blah, blah, blah. Um, And he was kind of right where he's like, you know, putting somebody in isolation, solitary confinement, if you will, because like they stayed in their cell like 23 hours out of the day. Mm -hmm. They got an hour of rec time by themselves. Hmm. And they had their skylight because they, they, fun fact, they had the skylight because it was meant for them to pray to God. It's like a direct view to God. (laughs) I hope there's no, you know, overcast. (laughs) I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you can pray to God through clouds. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't see the sun, but that's not the same thing. So anyway, but Charles Dickens said, you know, if you, that's how people go mad or go crazy. Uh, yeah, de- desensitization. Yeah. So and I'm. A, I was kind of like, and this is just my little side note. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. complete, you know, solitary confinement. It's not great. Yeah, we are social animals. We are social animals, and. Um, but I'm also like, so what's, well, Mr. Dickens, what would be considered humane for you? Because before we had them all mixed together, that didn't go well. <laughs> and then he probably just wants them to, you know, live in the orphanage like Oliver Twist. I'm like, please, sir, can I have some more? more? Yeah. So, and I said that, you know, what, honestly, what are we going to do, though? Because you can't put a whole group of criminals together. Cause it's not like they're going to get into a little peace circle and knit <laughs> and talk about, like, how to, you know... When pass, I get out of here, I'm going to start a shelter for kittens. Pass like, me the, the uh, peace, peace pipe. pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. pass me the shiv. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get a bunch of criminals together. Um, There's this thing called gang mentality. Yeah. It's a legit thing. It and a uh, survival of the it. fittest is definitely alive and well in the prison population. Very much so. So that's why. Make I, you my bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold my pocket. <laughs> So if anybody goes to prison, don't hold anybody's don't pocket. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so so that's my big thing. Like when, especially when I did the tour, and they're like, "Oh, it's so inhumane." Because of course, at, over time, obviously they start beating of the course. shit out of them because if they if they get lippy and they start talking, I mean, there there's a place for ca- for cor- corporal, corporal punishment. punishment. Oh yeah, because it, it it initially started they didn't want to have corporal punishment. 
it was, you know. I mean, I get that, but honestly. It's not going to happen mm-mm. because obviously they're going to find ways to communicate with other inmates. And they're going to test those limits. And they're going to test them. Test those boundaries and snacks and smacks is the best <laughs> way to condition people. Yeah. And so, but some of the ways they punished them was pretty gnarly. Like I believe that. Yeah. I'm talking like pulling their tongue with this crazy contraption, like medieval torture device looking thing. They just pull their tongue. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um. That doesn't sound pleasant. Beating them. All kinds of things. Did they have men and women at this prison? So initially, um, it was just men. But yes, they did have men and women. Obviously not together. They were segregated. No, they had their own separate separate wing or cell block, if you will. Okay. So yeah, but they did. They did house women inmates, which again, they made a big deal about that during the tour. I'm like, women are fucking bitches. <laughs> they can be criminals. They are huge criminals. Mm-hmm. I worked mm-hmm. in a women's prison. They're terrible yeah (laughs) they're terrible humans yeah i've met some yeah they're awful so anyway (laughs) um so oh now what's next to my notes eventually you know corporal punishment reared its ugly head Uh, as it does they kept fucking around (laughs) again snacks and smacks (laughs) and then my next um note was you know it housed men women and juveniles oh well Mm -hmm. juveniles are little bitches too well back then they didn't really have anywhere for they didn't have kid jail (laughs) Which I drove past the kid jail in our town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I told my kids, I'm like, you know what that building is? They're like, no, I'm like, that's kid jail. Yeah, it is. And they're like, haha, no, I'm like, no, seriously. No, let's, you, want, you want a tour? Yeah. I can, scared straight, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, they did have some juveniles in there as well. And like, I was reading some of the things that some of the juveniles did do. And I'm talking like 12. And I'm in, it was, some of that stuff was not good. Like murder. I'm like, what? Whoa, did Oliver, calm a, down. Did they have it coming? That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Did you smack around my mom one too many times? I know she's a whore, but um, fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. Um, but they also had a whole medical block. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was I was so geeked out because they have a really cool gate that has the red cross on it, like made out of the iron. And I got a Juggerdock magnet with it she on it. She did. It's, it's very cool. It's super cool. And I was, of course, really geeked out because you're reading all these things about their medical wing. And of course, I'm intrigued. And just like everything else with Eastern State, their medical facility was revolutionized for prisons as well because mm-hmm. traditionally, if they, if they even had a medical area in other jails or whatever, they had like you know, wooden doors or, or whatever, but there they had the iron bars because the theory was they're going to allow fresh air to come in. Huh. And they had like a surgical suite. They had everything, you know, so it was pretty, you know, state of the art for the time. Yeah. I mean, if you consider that this was before the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. and like in the Revolutionary War field medicine, they were just cutting people's limbs off left and right. Right. You got a ingrown toe now? Oh, we're going to take your foot. The whole thing. We're just like, it's probably going to get gangrene anyway. Uh, probably. And then yeah. these guys have like state-of-the-art medical facilities. It's right. It's kind of, kind of messed up. Yeah. Well, and then they really kind of focused in on that because in prisons, TB, well, even back then, TB or tuberculosis, mm-hmm. consumption. <laughs> what Doc is the Holiday. other names? Doc Holliday. Consum- consumption is the big one. Yeah. Um, was rampant, but especially in prisons. Even today um, in modern prisons, that's still a big concern well, is tuberculosis. Um, Fresh air actually probably helped. It probably wasn't as bad as Eastern State as it was in other places. So, yeah, of course, during like a lot of surges of TB outbreaks, they would have like their tuberculosis area. Mm, So mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Segregation. Yeah. 
Um, but of course, you know, it's a prison that spreads like wildfire, no matter what you do. Um, but the other major treatments they did there was tuberculosis was a big one. STDs. Of course. Of course. And, you know, injuries for, you know, people getting a little too lippy. <laughs> getting, getting a little, little shank. Yeah. People getting in fights and, you know, whatnot. So. Corporal punishment. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Got a little too out of town, out of, out of town, out of hand. Yeah. So. So that was the prison. I thought it was really cool. So then I'm like, there's got to be like crazy, like, um, like evil doctor stories from Ooh, there. I, yeah, because that's a, uh, what, uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, whatever. It's really setting the stage. I know. Keep You're a little doped up. It's Keep fine. Going. I am doped up. <laughs> um, but I couldn't find anything about any crazy evil doctor stuff from Eastern State Penitentiary. Really? I was super disappointed. However. Captive population. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Sorry, took me a minute. <laughs> so, welcome back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to crank the engine over a couple times that's, to get it going. That's fine. Um, so I was really bummed out. I was like, "Well, that's probably a dead end for my story." But I did find from you know all my searches, there is a prison in Philadelphia that was its nickname was the Terror Dome. Terror Dome. Terror. Oh, oh, now I'm intrigued. I know, right? I was like, say what? Tell me more. Yes. So this was Holmesburg Prison, and this was also in Philadelphia. Um, And this was ran from 1896 to 1995. So again, this was after Eastern State was built. So the the, um, layout Mm -hmm. was similar. Mm -hmm. Like, because like I said, Eastern State kind of really... Well, that makes sense because at that point in time, like even Washington, D.C. and some of the other major cities, they are set in a wheel and spoke type of uh, layout, Mm -hmm. the city itself. Unlike cities in the West where they have much more room and it's a grid system or Mm -hmm. Manhattan, you know, it's a grid system. Washington, D.C. is a wheel and spoke system that comes out from the capital. I mean, that makes sense. I just never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. So Um, so the structure still stands and it's actually used. It's not used for like prison necessarily. You but said it closed when? It closed in 1995. 1995. Yeah. So okay. it was open from 1896 to 1995. So, so almost 100 years. years. Um, and so, but it does, you. it's used for occasional prisoner overflow and some work programs. So it's still a functional building. Hmm. So let me just can tell you a little bit about the prison. Then I'll tell you about the, the villain <coughs> that we're going to talk about. So... Um, so like I said, in 1986, this was built uh, as a response to overcrowding in, um, another Philadelphia prison. How many prisons are in Philadelphia? I, I guess a lot. Did it serve like the entire Eastern seaboard or what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, you gotta damn. think when people first built all uh, prisons, they, they didn't anticipate having to build like thousands of cells because that's probably true because they're like there's no way that people are that bad <laughs> have they met people yeah <laughs> how many how many people did eastern state actually hold when it first opened you remember oh no that's a good question and they did say and i cannot remember it was a few hundred okay well you go ahead and look I, that I, up I'm i'll keep it. talking about the tarot dome i'm going to refer to it as a tarot i like it i like it um you'll see why i'm just going to give the history of it so anyway so um Again, they try to have that confinement, so separate um, confinement for the isolation tactics. So it's try to follow Eastern States, um, you know, steps. But um, a lot of things changed due to overcrowding. (laughs) 
Weird. I know. Funny. It also the 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 prison they built for overcrowding got overcrowded. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know that tracks in my mind, but you know, they're That's still what, overcrowded. I'm like, maybe you guys should bring back corporal punishment and gallows. And 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 isolation. Let's do it. Well I'm down. They were doing isolation and they still got <laughs> well, you know, maybe they overran. just didn't do it right. You know, they just, you know, didn't do enough uh, snacks and smacks. I'm telling you, if you just, you got to do the good stuff too. You can't just smack them because then they're going to be like a whipped dog and they might act out at any time. <laughs> All right. Uh, FYI, about 400 prisoners. Oh, yes. But over time, it went into thousands. Oh, I'm sure. Um, because, yeah, they had to build more. And this was for um, Eastern State, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so what um, Holmesburg Prison is well known for is um, being rather violent. They had a lot of riots, especially with a lot of racial tension during the 60s and Ooh, 70s. Yes, you know? again, that's, yeah. Yeah, a lot of riots from that, um, inmate deaths. But what it's really known for, in which the city of Philadelphia, like in 2011-ish, sometime in the 2000s, um, issued a public apology was for their experiments they ran on their prisoners. Experiments? Experiments, and, I say. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't uh, Philadelphia the city of brotherly love? <laughs> isn't They give them a lot of model? love. <laughs> <laughs> Not the, I don't want that kind of love. No. They can keep it. No, 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 no. Um, so that's what it's well known for. Um, so <laughs> Okay. Here's now a, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. And so another thing that... Um, this prison was known for, like I said, a lot of violence. And one particular case was back in 1938, um, in August, mind you, so it's hot, okay? There was 23 prisoners who were on a hunger strike protesting the quality of prison food, which I'm just going to pause right there. I'm like, motherfucker, you're in prison. Well, okay, but was it like Shawshank Redemption when they're picking out the maggots out of their oatmeal to feed to the bird? I don't know. I didn't say. Okay. But I mean, the bird needs to eat too, okay? Uh, well, fucking let the bird go. <laughs> the bird needs to be free. He's Maybe we should wrong. let the prisoners free so they can get better food. Uh, the bird didn't do anything wrong, all right? It you don't no know loss. that. It was a crow. Uh, that's true. It was an <laughs> attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. So these guys, when they were put on um, hunger strike, they were put into isolation cells, and this was known as the Klondike. And a lot of prisons actually referred, I don't know why, they referred to their hole. <laughs> It's known as hole or segregation or isolation. A lot of times they also refer to it as Klondike. Huh. And you think about it, you're like away from everybody else. It's completely isolated. Okay. kind of like the Klondike. So Okay. All I can think of, what would you do for, for, a, for, for a Klondike, Klondike bar? bar. Um, I wouldn't do isolation. No, I, <laughs> I definitely would not. Um, so, mind you, it's hotter than fuck. And this 1938. They don't got air conditioning. No, nobody had air conditioning back then. So um, the temperature got a little, little, little high. And in my notes, it said it almost got up to 200 degrees, which I'm like, I don't believe that. No, that that would start cooking people. Well, they said that four prisoners did die from heat injuries and that it was like they died in a quote unquote bake oven death. Huh. But I'm still like, no, I think all 23 would be dead. Yeah, I would agree. So I don't think it was 200. I think that was a bit of an exaggeration. I'm not discrediting. It was probably really fucking hot. Well, yeah, but people live in like 120s. I think Arizona gets like 150s and the Navajo survived yeah. down there for a long fucking time. And they're also in these cells and limited airflow. That's true. So, but anyway, so that, and that's when um, some, some prison officials in the warden um, 
went bye-bye. <laughs> they, they were relieved of their duties. So Yeah, but like at the same time, though, what are they supposed to do? Like <sighs> to cool them down? Yeah, well, or just not put them in the Klondike when it's like the middle of the dead of summer. Don't so. act out. Yeah. I mean, so give them a little, a little pool of water. <laughs> so like, and if I could just go off track just a little bit, it kind of, it's relevant. Um, so I had to deal with hunger strikers when I worked in detention. Mm-hmm. And this is such a double-edged sword because the society is full of fucking idiots. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I got my mic got a little lippy. Had it smacking around there. <laughs> um, and they would like these guys would hunger strike um, because they wanted to be released. And it's like you're in a military detention. Um, you're here for a reason. They were terrible people. I'm not going to get into great detail, but they may or may not have had some ties with some um, particular groups that. Um, you know, murder people that that the military really doesn't like. Yeah, we. No, I think the, the entire United States was that's, not a huge fans of because this was early two thousands. Right. Uh-huh. They they might uh, take down some buildings, maybe. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, anyway, so they would hunger strike, and we we're like, that's a, go you for go, it. You can go ahead and hunger strike, but we're not going to let you die because. That would be inhumane for us to let you starve to death. Weird. Weird. But, that makes but no then sense. obviously they're not going to eat. So then we're going to have to tube feed them. But then that's inhumane for us to tube feed them. So I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want us to do? You're like dancing on that line. Do or don't. Do or don't. Yeah. And so I was there for the tube feedings. And like there was no violence. I mean, at this point, you know, the detainee would just lie down guards would come in they'd pick them up they have to go in the what we call the feeder chairs they're chairs they have restraints on them because it's not like they're you know known for being peaceful <laughs> you know no definitely not um and you know they they were really compliant we would put the feeding tube in we get do their feeding officers would pick them up put them back in their cell and that was it you know and like you know we had all these news crews that tried to like i remember watching it and they're like, oh, yeah, and they are, like, torturing them and by tube feeding them and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, how about you go eat a big bag of dicks? Like, I agree. Because what are you supposed to do? Like, like you said, just let them die? Yeah. Like, that's inhumane, too. Exactly. That's inhumane, too. So, what the fuck? Like, I'm, you know, I know, I know I'm know, i fattening them up to slaughter later, <laughs> but uh, got to keep them alive until then. <laughs> and you know what? They don't even get the death penalty. They just go to prison. So... Who was it that was telling me that there was a dude that like became so obese, he ate so much that they ended up not being able to hang him because his neck wouldn't snap because he had so much fat around there and he would end up suffocating to death. And he said that was inhumane. So he was able to get off the death penalty until he lost weight. Just shoot him. <laughs> that wasn't that was inhumane too okay i feel hey, like that's more humane i don't know anyway so i digress but you know that's just a little tidbit about don't even come talking to me about fucking tube feeding because <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna have words about it so anyway so um we're gonna move on to our villain now okay because i mentioned it's well known for their experiments yeah i uh i'm intrigued of course it has to be ran by a crazy evil doctor uh he probably has crazy hair i'm sure he does all over. It looks like doc brown from Back, Back to, to the, the future. future. Yeah. Um, so his name was Dr. Albert. Albert, not Al- Albert. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I like Albert better. <laughs> Albert. Albert um, Kligman. 
Um, so he was the guy who just basically used this prison as like his own like science, evil science layer. His, his science lab? Yep. His laboratory? His laboratory, which is interesting. His parents were actually um, Jewish immigrants. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I know. Do you, yeah, That's... the irony. What year was this? So he was born in 1916 to Jewish immigrants in Philadelphia. So, yeah. <laughs> that what a, what a double standard dickbag. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> because by the time he um, starts doing these things, this is like yeah, Auschwitz has happened. Auschwitz, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, um, all right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not saying like all Jewish people are like <laughs> like saints, but I mean, come on, guy, like. <laughs> <laughs> like uh your your people just kind of went through the same thing as again captive audience right there like <laughs> let's not be that guy yeah we're and better so there's a book that is called um acres of skin and the reason why is because by the way um is it written by buffalo bill well he's <laughs> kind of like a buffalo bill because he was a dermatologist <laughs> what i'll okay, get into it right. i'll get oh. into it <laughs> okay well, we'll get into it um so Klugman, um, you know, was, like I said, was born in Philadelphia in 1916. Klugman, the dermatologist. Klugman, the dermatologist. Okay. He, um, you know, he went to University of Pennsylvania, blah, 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 did all his shit and became a doctor. Um, <laughs> and ultimately a dermatologist is where he um, specialized. So he was like super into fungal infections, which I'm like, gross. Kind of like that that pimple popper lady who has her own TV show now. Good for her because yeah, I really I, like. I want I, none of that. I like popping gross nope. stuff. Mm-mm. I don't want that. I don't want fungus. I don't want nothing. I don't like the fungus though. That shit grosses me out. But so he was, um, so he was working primarily researching and treating fungal infections, um, and he did some nasty shit like ripping off people's fingernails and stuff. And yeah, yeah. But were they infected with fungus? Yeah allegedly so uh-huh. um but he did write a whole bunch of like papers and articles about treatments for fungal infections and this is important because in the 1950s there was an outbreak of athlete's foot in the prison and yeah there's still outbreaks of athlete's foot in prison and anywhere else where people shower together uh-huh. so um so then they're like hey this guy knows a thing or two about fungal infections. <laughs> so okay. All so right. we should bring him in. The thing was, uh, at the time, he, he's a professor at the University of Pennsylvania Medical School. Um, and he was doing experiments then um, with hair transplants and chemical exposures and inoculation of staphy- Staphylococcus aureus. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good thing to be inoculated from. Yes. Um, and, and, and ingesting other poisons and shit, like all kinds of stuff. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully his um, subjects had informed consent. So they did. Um, okay. he, so they, well, we'll talk about informed consent. So, but the prison's like, hey, you know, we see you like running little science experiments. So uh, if you come help us out, you know, you can use all these inmates oh. for your experiments. And of course, so as a scientist, he's he like, like, hell fuck yeah. yes, because when you are doing experiments, you want a very controlled group. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. hard to do that. So when we say con- controlled group, this is a group of individuals that are part of a study or an experiment that you know you can control everything about them. So there's no deviation, right? You control what they eat, where they go, who they mm-hmm. see, what they wear, what they 
use to clean themselves yeah. if it's dermatology related right? stuff. And so that way your results will not be skewed by other like outside influences. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck yeah, they're in a prison. Fun fact. That's called confabulation variables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to remember that. I know. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, but he was just like, <laughs> I put him um, like, of course he lost his mind because this is a researcher's, <laughs> researcher's wet dream. Yes. Yes, it is. Because and wet is, makes fungus. So, it does. you know. It does. Because, yeah, they can control their environment, their food, their clothes, everything. Where they go. Where they, everything. Right. Everything's controlled. So, of course, he's like, yeah. So... There is a ton of shit that he did. And this went over for decades. Okay. So I just kind of like shrunk it down a bit. Okay. All so right. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. So he exposed people to all kinds of things from contagious diseases to chemicals to radiation, um, cosmetics, everything. So, for example, herpes, staph, cosmetics, skin blistering chemicals, radioacid, <laughs> radioactive isotopes. So radiation, uh-huh. um, psychoactive drugs, oh, carcinogenic nice. compounds. I want to be in that control group, the psychoactive drugs. You'd say that. We'll talk about <laughs> it. You will not. And of course, he received a lot of financial backing, and he had a lot of sponsors. Uh, big Pharma. Yeah, Big Pharma. Well, even in what year? This was in the 1950s. Even, yeah, definitely in the 1950s. That's when Big Pharma was getting his hold in. Yeah. Johnson & Johnson was one of them. Uh, of course. Johnson & Johnson and the U.S. Army. Huh? Again, not, of course, not shocking Mm-mm. by any means. Mm-mm. So, and it wasn't like he was like, I'm just going to gently put some of this, you know, chemical on your skin and see what happens. No, no. It was like everywhere. He just like, like dunked them in a tub full well, of it, basically? Well, I mean, everything a was bat. a little different. One case I read that I found that I probably should mention, um, he would rub some um, substances on very sensitive areas such as testicles mm. um, that would cause blistering. Oh. He put solutions on skin, like on forearms, that literally burned off the epidermis. So the epidermis is like your main layer of skin. Yeah. Yeah, burned it off. And then turn, and it turned into like this leathery whatever. He also would, um, you know, make them like exercise and like get a good sweat on. And then he would <laughs> cut out some of their sweat glands to observe what? Yeah, he was crazy. So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I could just see him like rubbing his little hands. You're like, <laughs> run, my little lab rat, run. <laughs> um, hamster will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh. He also did experiments with cadaver tissue for cadaver tissue transplant. So he would take cadaver tissue, sew it onto these inmates to see if they would regrow tissue. Yeah. Huh. Now, sometimes it probably did. I'm. It does because they do that uh-huh. now. Um, so it's not like none of these inmates were not like they weren't forced. Well, physically, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were coerced. They were say. coerced because they did get monetary compensation. They did get paid to do this. The inmates hmm. did, and some of this was like you know good money for them, right? Um, so this was a. T- 1200 person facility and about 80 to 90 percent of these inmates were experimented on i mean that's how prevalent it was huh you know if you think about it that was in the 50s you said there could be someone who's still alive today that had been experimented on yeah well we'll we'll get to that so um but um but for the remainder of that population that's like no thanks i'm good i don't want nothing to do with it they would still get exposed to some of this stuff uh 
radiation radiation there was um like he would use poison ivy poison poison oak and you know that shit spreads around and yes it does the yeah. oil just goes everywhere everywhere so everybody got it everybody got it um hmm. <laughs> so they also would do some testing like i mentioned with certain mind-altering drugs <laughs> um so it wasn't just limited to the inmates this particular time um they tested um, these mind-altering quotations, mind-altering drugs on some of the prison guards. Huh. So they put them in a trailer, gave them these <laughs> drugs, and um, it didn't go well. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay. They all kind of lost their fucking mind. Weird. And some mind of them. Mind-altering drugs. Okay. Yeah, some, some, like, recovered pretty quickly after they had their, like, really bad trip. Um, <laughs> some still had some pretty bad issues. <laughs> <laughs> weird um that continued on like mental health issues mm-hmm. and some got super violent like it just yeah, didn't go well um <laughs> so and the worst part is like these these subjects quote-unquote subjects um they weren't aware of what drugs they were given and they didn't really ha- they had a lack of consent forms well, you can't tell them what drugs are given because that's, you know, that's the control group and the experimental group. But you're supposed to tell them, like, these are supposed to be, like, you're part of a study that's going to be for, like, mental health drugs. Or But that's when we have ethics and it's important for consent. Back then, it was like, um, yeah, we're going to just experiment on you. Good luck. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Make good choices. So, <laughs> so that was so bad that the, even the inmates who were getting paid to, like, get tortured were, like, that's okay. We don't want to do that experiment. We'll 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 do the experiment through um, U of P, so the University of um, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. because he that's what's running these experiments. Because he's a professor there, right? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. U of P. So um, they're like, no, no, we're we're good. We'll stick to burning our skin off. Thanks. <laughs> when when burning your skin off is the accepted <laughs> option, <laughs> that's, that's a problem. It is a problem. So. So you might be wondering how much do these guys get paid? So it varied. Of course, it varied on what kind of study they were participating in. And like, how bad can it get? You know, mm. the, the mm. more hinky it is, the more money you get. Which makes sense. Yeah. So they can get like paid around 30 to 50 bucks and even as much as $800. What? Yeah. In 1950s? In 1950s. Mind That's you, a like, good chunk of change. It is a good, yeah. And, of course, they can get money from their prison jobs and whatnot, but that's, like, nothing. That's, like, drops in a bucket compared to 800 bucks. Seriously. Even today, I think they get paid, like, what, like, a quarter an hour or some shit like that? Yeah, it's... Like, two bucks an hour? Not even two bucks an hour. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. So, um, but, like, when we talk about ethics and stuff, and when you do research, you know, you can't coerce people... There's there's a whole board of people called the IRB. Yeah. It's the review board. You have to do all... Oh, my God. It's a fucking nightmare. It is a nightmare because because of things like this. Yeah. So <laughs> there's, there's a... And here's a particular case. There, there's this guy, and he was a former inmate, and he, he... And I'll just quote him. He said, I was in prison with a low bail. I couldn't afford the monies to pay for bail. I knew that I wasn't guilty of what I was being held for, I was being coerced to plea a bargain. So I thought if I could get out of this, I get me enough money to get a lawyer. I can beat this. That was my first thought. So he was like, okay, I don't have any money. <laughs> this is the only way I'm going to get money. That's enough fair. money to pay for a lawyer. And so that's coercion, basically. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, you know, we'll test you on all this shit and we'll give you money because we know you need it. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's slightly, that's slightly, uh, fucked up. Worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all uh, moving on. So, as time goes on, mind you, I told you this went on for decades. Um, so, he tested over 250 different types of chemicals in this prison. And this is especially during like World War, uh, during like all the wars, like mm-hmm. span over the decades, you know? Like, yeah, from like Vietnam. 50s, 60s, and 70s. You got Korea, Vietnam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that other one? Because after World War II, a lot of these chemicals were supposedly banned from war mm. you know it's part of like you know let's let's fight fair no more of these chemicals like <laughs> agent, war crimes yeah agent orange <laughs> yeah so yeah. much for that yeah yeah <laughs> but um they still tested him anyway the united states still tested them anyway just in case um we were going into the cold war yeah we need stuff for those uh russians what are they whatever they called them back in the day soviets yeah there you go Com- those guys Commies. Those guys. Those commies and comrade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, so of these, there, like I said, there's tons of them, but one of them was particularly gnarly. Was um, It was called EA-3167, and it was accidentally discovered when a researcher accidentally injected himself in the thumb. Oh, fuck. And this guy had, like, immediate neurological and brain damage. Damn. Like, it fucked him up. And so, of course, the military was like, oh, yeah? Huh. We we like that. We like that. What was that shit again? You want to test it on some people, and then and then um, see Kill- what happens. Killamink was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so, <laughs> so they had about nineteen male patients that were from the ages of twenty two to thirty seven, um, to test them on, and they um, you know, they used personality tests to select them, which I was kind of like, I don't really know why they would do that, but hmm. so they used the MMPI which is the Minnesota Multiphase Personality Inventory. Mm-hmm. We still use that. Yep, we still use that today. Um, so, yes. So they did that, and then they tested other um, pretty significant toxins and poisons on these inmates. Again, they all are agreeing to it, but you also have to consider. <laughs> so part of informed consent is that you have to not only agree to it, you know have what exactly is being tested, and all the possible outcomes. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be like, oh, this might kill you or it might make, you know, your skin fall off or all these other things might make you go crazy and kill your friends. Yeah. Eat your own face off. Yeah. Whatever. You know, those kind of things. So um, so some of these toxins like are like Ditran, which is found in um, Ancient Orange and Atropine, like all kinds of shit. Um, and they really wanted to um, look at certain types of agents that will affect the nervous system and the smooth muscles because that's what's used in chemical warfare. So they they use these as well for experiments. Um, and it's not like they gave them little doses just to see what happens. No, no. <laughs> no, like, I'm sure. They increase the dosage often up to 40% at a time. Damn. Damn, indeed. They did radioactive testing. People had to have died. <laughs> You know, I didn't find anything about people dying, which is... They, they had to have. They had to. Because basically you're just doing like muscarinic agents, which is what, um, again, Auschwitz, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Right? But again, I didn't find anything. So, you know, they probably are really good at cleaning that up. I'm sorry. We have no record of that person ever being here. <laughs> this is not the inmate you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I did mention this um, toxin, um, dioxin, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, but it was a con- contaminant responsible for Agent Orange toxicity. And it's important to note that because there was this company called Dow Chemical, and they paid um, Kligman 10 grand to conduct these experiments just to see what happens. And they use this toxin a lot for herbis- um, pesticides. Which is what it was used for in Nam because they mm-hmm. sprayed it on the jungle so you could so you could see Charlie. Yeah, fucking Charlie. He was like hide-and-seek champion of the world. He was. Like, Bigfoot had nothing on Charlie. <laughs> so... Bigfoot. <laughs> Fucking Bigfoot. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. And then some other top, you know, just, I'm just adding more shit. Because, like I said, this went over for fucking ever. They just went on forever. And he also did psychoactive drugs, all again for the DOD, it's the Department of Defense, for those who don't know. That's because they were trying, especially then, they were trying to do the mind or, um, super, super soldiers, super soldiers, and mm-hmm. also mind control. Yep. That was a huge thing then. Yeah. So yeah, it was, but of course, people are going to find out. So there has been trials against human testing and, but you know, it continuously got shot down (laughs) because if the military is involved, it's getting shot down. No pun intended. (laughs) Pew, pew. Um, Because in their mind, they're like, well, we're doing it to better our safety of our country, blah, blah, blah. Homeland security, bro. It's fucking stupid. So anyway, um, and then when it was brought to the public's eye of what was going on, you know, um, many of the representatives for the prisons, like, really minimized it. Like, oh, they're just, like, putting, like, this cream on their skin, and it's no big deal. They they agreed to it. They're getting paid to do it. It's basically cosmetics. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Some of them were cosmetics, but, like, mm-hmm. they also probably put some of the cosmetic up their urethra. It's like, oh, what oh. happens when you do that? I don't know that. Eh, it's better them than bunnies. That's true. The bunnies did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. They were just rabbits. <laughs> doing a little rapid thing. Tiptoeing through the tulips. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and they were just, and they really kind of gaslighted the public saying, we're helping them out, that we're giving them money. That's that, true. You know? I mean, what else are they doing? Yeah, they were saying, um, they can be earning things, like, earnings, like, up to they said up to 250,000 a year, which I'm like, what? I was like, I don't even make that. And I'm a professional. In 1950 or 60 well, or this is 70? From, yeah. During, I was That's just like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, I'll do total? That. Like, I'll do it. Total for everybody? And I'm, I'm, I'm like, because they didn't say if it was for a singular person. Uh-huh. But of course, um, public pressure built and eventually. Um, it pretty much came to a stop. Well, those prisoners did eventually get out. I'm like, you will not believe the shit they did uh, right? there. And I got yeah. paid $2. Yeah. And so it, it did because there was all these lawsuits from previous inmates suing the prison, suing um, Kligman directly. and Good. But nothing came of it. <laughs> but it's still but thank you doj i know but at least it like the public was like the fuck and so because of that um public pressure it pretty much halted a lot of the testing because the military's like listen we're getting a little too much heat and we don't want to be involved anymore we're gonna just throw Ridiculous. this guy under the bus and Fine. we're gonna just fade into Fine. the bushes i mean like everybody should go down but okay yeah so but um holmesburg prison still wanted to keep going with their testing so they tried to like use more formal contracts um 
to absolve the prison of any responsibility. Um, that still didn't, um, no, they didn't fly. They were still like, no, no, you can't be doing that. Um, and of course, this did not give them a very good rap. <laughs> no. Um, well, they're probably, again, that's the whole reason why we can't even do any experimentation on prisoners right. at all now. Because, so, like, this was getting really highlighted in around um, 1973, up until 1973, then the Congressional Hearing of Human Experimentation trials were happening, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. during that time, that's where um, Tuskegee Ooh, yeah, that was, was, bad. was um, really getting a lot of heat, too. And so if as you, it should. As it should. So, real quick with Tuskegee, um, this was in Alabama? Uh, yeah, it was either Alabama or Mississippi, somewhere in the South. I think it was Mississippi. They uh, they inoculated a bunch of black dudes with with syphilis. Yeah, just to find out what happens. Yeah, but then they lied to them. They're like, "Oh, we're treating you for some arbitrary made yeah, up shit." It was bad. And like back when they when they first inoculated them, they didn't have penicillin. wasn't even out then, which cures syphilis. So they gave them basically an incurable disease at the time, and then to Studied find out, them. yeah, what happened, and then. Even when penicillin came out, like in the 50s, that, and they could have cured them, they're like, nah, we're not going to do it. We're we want to see what happens. Going. And with syphilis, if you let it go long enough, it gets into your brain and you go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that really came to light too. So let's add huh, the pterodome and then Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not Wasn't good. that similar to the same time that the smallpox blankets were given to Native Americans also? That was way before, I think. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway. We that was like... Fucked up shit. Yeah, that was like um, when people were moving out west. Okay. Yeah. You're right. But anyway, um, it's all fucked up. Um, so in 1976, there was um, a particular court case. It was Roach versus um, Kligman. And it was a former inmate and test subject. <laughs> Weird. And he really went into great detail about um, what they did for, to him. Um, he, and well, let's see, he said um, they, he needed the money to pay for minimal needs and comforts, such as soap, toothpaste, stamps, writing materials. So he was just saying, I just did this just for simple things. Like, it's like, it's not like they paid me a ton, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then he took a, what it was called a temperature pill that w- would, um, they said there would be no side effects, but within four hours, he developed various symptoms such as physical illness, including sore throat, sore joints, fever, nausea, and sores and rashes all over his body. So, yep. And then he was not properly treated for the symptoms by the prison doctor weird yeah so in so despite all this um the claims um well it was um what is it called um dismissed because of inadequate and inadequate evidence or something inadequate evidentiary support yeah something like that i was just like oh my god so that sucked. But again, that it wasn't off or not because, again, this, these were all public trials. So, of course, public's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? They're like, yeah, granted, he's not like maybe he didn't find him guilty, but still, there's some hinky shit. It's a little, little sus. It's a little sus. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can go on and on and on. But what's a positive of all this is that it really snowballed with other uh, fucked up shit that was happening. Um <laughs> to really formulate like to protect people in studies and stuff like that that and now we have you know ethics yeah, and you have the irb that yeah. has to 
pr- approve all of your fucking research and it take it can take years to get approval mm-hmm. yeah so there is a specific call called the um nuremberg code mm-hmm. and that wasn't that wasn't even brought up until like ni- the 1990s um but basically this is just saying that you in order to give consent you need to be able to exercise your free power of choice without intervention with any element of force fraud deceit duress overreaching or other forms of like coercion so which makes sense yeah i mean again give me make sure i have food and writing utensils and then see if i still want to participate mm-hmm so anyway, and there's been tons of lawsuits and blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to get into them because there's just like a ton. A ton? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I'm sure. Um, but in 2002, the federal court eventually ruled that um, that passed and dismissed all of these cases from former prisoner um, lawsuits and stuff. They're like, okay, we understand that you guys have a lot of lawsuits. Just like, we're done. Like, we know that it's fucked up. We're not, we can't do anything about it. Just poo-poo. So, huh. yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I think there was, um, let me see in my notes. Oh, it was a um, class action lawsuit filed by 298 ex-prisoners in the year 2000. Good for them. Yeah. And it was still poo-pooed? It was poo-pooed. Um, but, it, yeah, it says, in my notes, I said, but in 2002, the financial compensation for those former prisoners and test subjects. Um, but, um, oh, the... I can't read. The lawsuit requested <laughs> for free medical care and financial compensation for those former prisoners and test subjects. But in 2002, the federal court eventually ruled that um, the statute of limitations had passed and dismissed the former prisoner's case. Oh, that's messed up. They should at least get health care. Come on. Yeah, at least Dude, give them the health care. up, man. Yeah, at least give them the health care. That's messed up. You know, they were like, well, you already got paid. And it's like, <laughs> whatever. So, hmm. and then, so I try to see what happened to... Kligman and I mean all I found was that like you know he didn't have a really great personal life like he got married like three times um and he didn't he died in February 2010 at the age of 93 that's because he didn't experiment on himself yeah so he died from a heart attack so Hmm. um other fun facts about this though um he did um this all this testing did help um develop retin-a the acne cream (laughs) so i know i use that as a teenager so nice yeah so you know all all for not you know to help with my self self self-confidence in my um adolescence only some uh, prisoners had to go around with their skin sloughing off but i'm glad that helped you yeah right so but um it did really influence a lot of ethical standards of research now that is also a good thing but like nothing happened to that guy like not really yeah just yeah poo poo just moved on all right well yeah how much more you got? Because we're almost at 60 minutes, man. It's fine. I'm not even worried about that. Okay. But, but when I was like like reading this, and I'm like, no, this is fucked up shit. Don't get me wrong. But because of things like this, like Eastern State and this shit from the Terror Dome, and you get like these knee-jerk reactions of how we treat like prisons. Yeah. Because like... Now, with working in the prison system, like, everything, like, it may sue you for everything. And a lot of times, they just settle and just give them money. I'm like, don't settle. That's, you know, that's that's totally, um, 
Mm-hmm. They're conditioning playing, them. Yeah, it is conditioning it. them. And, you know, and then I remember I would, because I work medical, and some of the things that they would just demand, like the, the freaking, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <sighs> they think that they do, like, they're entitled. Entitlement. Yeah, the entitlement is uh, outrageous. I'm like, bitch, you're here for murdering your kids. Like, are you serious? It's very, well, I'm sure this didn't have any freaking didn't help the situation but it's all about the humane treatment right you can't just like throw them into an overcrowded cell and lock them away in 200 degree isolation boxes yeah maybe people would stop fucking around if you did like let a few die just for uh serve a purpose (laughs) yeah and so i was looking and um it was actually really hard to find a lot of concrete um data about how much money is spent in the prison system for medical care because it is part of Medicaid. And so that is grouped in with the Medicaid. Medicaid is terrible. They pay for fucking everything. And me and you who like pay for our own goddamn healthcare, we can't get shit paid for. And we have to have all these huge, don't get me started. It's fine. I know. Fine. Well, no, cause I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to gear it up because so you, so it was really hard for me to find very specific amount um, that is spent directly on like your um on our prisons in the united states i did find one but it was from a while ago like i think it was in like the 2014 but it was still like about 18 percent of the of our healthcare budget went to prisons and i don't think that's accurate i think it's actually more now i think it's higher but that also like because medicaid's state ran so you'd probably have to go state by state yeah you have to go state by state and i ain't doing that no that's too much but and then i was also like researching because I remember when I worked in the prisons, some of the elective surgeries we would give these guys. Elective? Elective. They, don't, they shouldn't get elective surgeries. Oh, they do get elective surgeries. Ridiculous. So in some states, they even paid for inmates to get gender reassignment surgery. See, I think that's messed up. It's really messed up. One I read about um, was a fucking murderer. They murdered somebody. Was it, and it was probably male to female. It was male to female. So now you have a biologically stronger person in a prison. Because mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure they moved her into a woman's prison. Yeah, so for those who don't know, when you have inmates that are transgender inmates, whether, however they identify, it's like, cool, whatever, but whatever genitalia you have, that's what prison you're going to be in. So if you have a penis, you're going to the male's prison. If you have a vagina, you're going into the women's prison because you can go ahead and think you're a man all you want. You're still going to get raped. Okay. You're probably going to get raped anyway, even if you're a dude, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, let's be honest. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're still going to, um, ironically become a victim, even though you probably made victims yourself anyway. So bummer. And yeah. So, huh. but, but yeah, so there's like, I think California. Yeah. There was like, person who murdered someone and like they interviewed the family member of the victim and it's like how fucked up is that my father was murdered by this person i'm paying for them to get a gender reassignment i agree that's really fucked up because it's not like their gender reassignment issues what caused them to murder the dude yeah but they were saying it's but a lot of the arguments and i got accused of this being a nurse in the prisons like i'm being inhumane by not giving them what they want i'm like listen you're like a fucking toddler at a candy store okay (laughs) <laughs> right you're you just you don't get whatever you want and accuse me of being inhumane are you being maltreated no are no. you getting three hots and caught yeah you fucking are are we taking care of your medical necessities 
Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. You did not take care. Fuck off. Yeah. Do you know how many of these people would come in? Because I would do intakes a lot when they would come in from the prison or from county jail. When they got sentenced and they came to us. We'd do the intakes. These bitches have all these health issues. Oh. And... They never took care of it. No, no. The second they walk through their door, they make demands. I need this, and I need this, and I need this. I'm like, well, according to your health record, you haven't done shit for it. Why don't you like get off your ass and go exercise? Quit eating all those fucking ramen noodles. So we actually, um, and then I did everything in that fucking prison. So I also worked with our doctor who would come in, and I would stay in the room with him. And he was the only one who could... Put, um, like put in like a request for them to get these outside procedures. Okay. So if they needed to go out for surgery or for whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it had to be approved by the Department of Corrections. And um, so some of them were like, I have all this back pain. And he's like, okay, well, you know, you need to do some physical therapy. Um, you need to lose, lose weight. weight. Because um, a lot of inmates are very overweight because all they do is eat because they get plenty of food. Well, and there's nothing else to do. They're in fucking prison. Yeah, well, there is things they could do. They just choose not to. That's Like fair. some prisons do require them to work. Um, the prison I worked at did not require them to work, which I think it should because a lot of them were fucking lazy heifers. Well, yeah, again, what are you going to do? Right. Um, cause, cause some shit. The ones who didn't work, the ones who didn't work caused all the shit and all the incidences. Of course they did. So, but like they would come in and say, no, I just want surgery. And he's like, no, I'm not going to request for you to have surgery. You didn't do anything, you know? And so stuff like that. And it's like, you want the taxpayers to pay for your fucking ass to get back surgery. You've had this back pain for years before you came to prison. And he said that back surgery only works like 50% of the time anyway. Oh, yeah. So. A lot of them want surgeries, though. They That's want all the shit. Because they're going to go and sit in the hospital for a couple days where they get treated better. Yeah, and they get the good drugs. Mm. Because we don't we don't give narcotics. Like, if we do, it's like Norco, which is like... <laughs> especially for a lot of these guys who are drug users. <laughs> yeah, right. Ain't, ain't nothing. I had one who had... Because um, we have a lot of inmates with hepatitis C. It's oh, yeah, a very, yeah. very common thing that you will see in prisons. A lot of people are infected with hep C. Um, but there's a cure for hep C now. Yes. Um, so when I was working in prisons, it was, like, not as accessible. Okay. Um, it was still, like, um, developing to be more uh, available to the public. Okay. So when we would um, have people that want to be treated for the hep c we would only do it for the people that um had like decreased level uh liver function they were they were having Which a makes sense. they you were know, having deterioration from right, the disease meet criteria yeah a lot of them are young and stupid and but they have hep c <laughs> but <laughs> um they have okay. hep c but it's not affecting them health-wise okay a lot of times it doesn't, and your body clears it on its own. Yeah. And so they were like, we're not treating you. Well, and as time went on, it became more and more um, easy to get, you mm-hmm. know, the treatment for hep C. Now it's like you can just walk in and get it now. But mm-hmm. we had the, but at the time, again, people had to meet certain criteria to get the treatment. Okay. This girl came in. So she had been out of prison before. Mind you, she's young, in her 20s. So this is her second time in prison. Of course. And the first time she came in... um, Somehow she got the treatment for hep C. 
got you, you know. And then she went out and got hep C again? Yeah, and then she got hep oh, C Jesus. again. Because I was wondering, I was like, can you get reinfected with hep C? I assume you can. Uh, obviously, you fucking can, because she did. And then she sat there and said to our doctor, she wants to do it right now because she's about to get released and she doesn't want to have to pay for it. What? Mm-hmm. And I looked at her in the face and I was like, you must be out of your mind. Like... And then she's and then she's like, I will sue all of you for being inhumane. Blah, blah. They, th- they throw that inhumane card around everywhere because they're fucking piece of shit lawyers. Well, and they're stupid. They, they are don't stupid. understand what inhumane is. They don't. I even said I was like, well, count count your blessings that you're not in a Russian prison for real. You don't get nothing up in the gulag. No, you don't. But like, yeah. But what kills me is like the elective surgery things because. I know when I worked, we sent a lot of inmates out for like knee replacements or like shoulders or I'm like, what the fuck do they need that for? (laughs) It's not like they're doing anything. That's true. It's not like, it's not like we did it to them. They had these issues before they came in. I'd be one thing if like, even still, like if they got into like a fight and fucked their knee up, I'm like, sorry about your bad day. That's on you. That's on you, boo. We're not paying for it. You mm. want to pay for it? Fine. You can pay for it, and then we'll send you out. You pay for it yourself. I agree. Or it goes on your bill or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. But yeah, it's so prison systems have just really had this knee-jerk reaction where to not be inhumane, they give inmates Everything. more than people who are not committing crimes. In fact, people who are a lot of people who are victims of people in prisons. I mean, how fucked up is that? That's extremely fucked up. I agree completely. Like, you say that you are a victim of a violent crime, and that person who did that to you went to prison, that motherfucker is getting free health care while you pay for your fucking therapy for what they did to you. <laughs> and you can get, oh, what do they call it? Re, recon, reconstant, no. It's the thing where, like, you gotta, if you're a victim, the, the criminal has to repay you something. Yeah, they're never going to pay you. <coughs> yeah, they don't have any money. They don't have any money. What are you going to do? Send them back to prison? That's the word. Restitution. Yeah. What are you going to do? Throw them back in prison? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Yeah. They never see the money. No, they don't. And and it just makes, it made me so mad because like, and then we would do like, now not all their healthcare is 100% free. Now, if they want to see us for like whatever little complaint, like whenever we want to go to the doctor, but for them, like it was like everything. Oh, my toe hurts. I need to see the nurse. Oh, I've had like this scratchy throat for like three months. I need to see the nurse. <laughs> three months. Um, all this stupid, just arbitrary bullshit. Uh huh. And they would like, oh, and we called it sick call, you know, and mm-hmm. the nurses would see them and we had like nursing protocols we can give you them certain triage. Yeah. Yeah. And we see them, we, you know, do assessments, we treat them, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. We give them certain medications that we just already had standing orders for. And they would overrun us. Like, I'm talking for like one nurse or two nurses, like, 30 people in one day. One oh, jeez. Overrun way us. too many. And then the prison said, you have to see them because they wrote in writing that they need to see you for a medical issue. That's okay. Whatever. You, you have to see them. And I said, what do you want me to do? Be a fucking magician? Like, I was like, it's impossible. I cannot. You have to limit them. Oh, we can't in- limit them. Then be- hire more fucking nurses. Or better yet, limit them. Because I was like, look at these complaints. I had complaints such as like dandruff. Yeah. yeah okay All so right. it's like but then they and so for that they they would get charged but they only get charged like a dollar or two dollars and hmm. that's it everything else is covered from medicaid because it's not like i'm working for free 
No, no, definitely not. So definitely not. So just, and I'm not saying all inmates are this bad. A lot of them are. Of course. A lot of them are though. A lot of them have this just (laughs) outrageous sense of entitlement. It's like, you're a fucking criminal. Whether you just peddle drugs, and I say just, um, you probably contributed to some people destroying their lives, destroying other people's lives, killing somebody. Well, it could be just peddling drugs versus, you know, killing your children. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty far. Yeah. Like, you know, and so, and even women rape other people. Yeah. What? Yeah. Women don't do that. (sighs) They don't poop. They don't fart. They don't rape. Yeah. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. So all this stuff, and and I'm sorry, I don't think that you should be super comfortable in prison. Prison should I not agree. be comfortable. No. And it is. Like for a while before I left, this is kind of why I started to leave because it was just getting ridiculous. They were letting them, the inmates just kind of, again, they were, they were allowed to overrun medical, basically. They had unrealistic expectations for the nurses and the nurse practitioners to see all these inmates for all these stupid fucking complaints. Like dandruff? Like dandruff. Uh, just stupid shit. Or things that we can't do anything about. Like, I have migraines. Well, here's some migraine. No, I still have migraines. I need more medication. We There's nothing else for us to do. And they're like, I will sue you. But, you know, and so they just overran us, overran us, overran us. And on top of that, allowing these inmates to get away with, like, not following protocols, not following the rules. Like, when I first started... If they started getting a little lippy, like we didn't give them snacks and smacks, but <laughs> <laughs> you should have. It would have helped. But 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 the boundary was set. It's like you're being inappropriate. You will stop or you get selled up. And they didn't do that. The the officers started to become the biggest fucking pussies I ever worked with in my life. I was like, I'd rather work with the Air Force guards again than with you fuckers. Nice, like, nice. And so like it just started getting really out of control. And then they're like, well, you can't call them inmates because you know we don't want to. Re- they are inmates. We don't want to remind them that they're in prison. What? That's what they told us. They, we don't want to remind them. They are in prison. You are in prison, bitch. You That's, might need to be reminded. Don't fuck around and you won't find out. Because That's, clearly you think this is fucking summer camp. It's like it's like Love Island for you to find your future wife. No, like, it should be summer camp like uh, Camp Crystal Lake where oh. someone ch- 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 goes and kills them. Oh my God, I would have so much fun with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and so they were like, they were like, yeah, you have to call them resident. And I'm like, I will not do that. No. Mm-hmm. granted i call them most of them like my patient but if i was like talking about them like well we would call them offender or inmate or whatever because that's what they are and some of the inmates were like that's fucking stupid i'm here for being an idiot and i'm like i'm glad you recognize that <laughs> <laughs> for real thank you thank you you, you just went up on a little notch in my book yeah i was like i will give you that dandruff shampoo now so <laughs> that's right so and like and same thing within the detention setting these were evil people. Like in the detention setting, these people legit committed awful crimes. Heinous crimes. They did. And they still had the audacity to make demands of, you will give me this. And you and I'm like, oh, what I'm going to give you, what I, if I had my choice, I would give you a fucking nine millimeter to the forehead. That's what I give you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're a horrific person. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. So fucking <laughs> prisons man prisons man like we can't get it right one way or the other so yeah there needs to be a nice medium but however you know 
prisons in other countries, they swing the pendulum quite far in opposite directions also. Like you got, you know, the gulag in Russia and Siberia. And then you have, I think it's in either the Netherlands or somewhere in Scandinavia, that their prison is basically like an open prison. They could just walk away. But I, and so that's why some prisons are in the United States are trying to mirror that kinder, gentler type of prisons. Mm-hmm. And it's not working. And the reason why is because we are a different culture. Okay. Yeah, like, and we've already been conditioned the way our prison runs. Well, we're also, our society is conditioned differently. Yes, we definitely. live in a condition, in a society where like, I want this and I want it now because I'm a spoiled American bitch. Like, yeah, true. And so, and it spills over into the prison system. And in the prison system, we have people that are primarily generational in- inmates. Mm, so like mm-hmm, you, I mm-hmm. had, so what I mean by that is like grandmother, mother, daughter, or father, son, like everybody has been in prison. And like, it's like a family reunion. I have worked in a prison where they had three generations in the same prison. I believe that. I had one inmate. She was like telling everybody like, my daughter's here. Like she was proud. And I was like, that's not, no. I, I'm like, bet you're really proud. Like, Ooh. fuck. I've seen Orange is the New Black. That happens. But that, still. Don't say that show to me. <laughs> you want to watch, you want to see me get triggered. <laughs> That fucking show. Oh, yeah, my God. That was that was bad. It was outrageous. I agree. And, and shows like that, that's what makes it worse. They're like, oh, my God, look at how bad they have it. I'm like... They don't have it bad at all. They don't have it bad at all. And guess what? They're, they're not there. It's a punishment. They're supposed to be being punished. <laughs> yeah. What did, what did dude say? Benjamin Rush or whatever? At the very beginning of this, he said that you need to send them there because it is a punishment. It is a punishment. You need. They need to have repentance. They need to repent. 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 Repent, motherfucker. Repent. repent. Slapping you with the Bible. <laughs> repent. Like, In fact, slap yourself. Whip it. With the, with <laughs> with the, you know, it's so like. flagellation Yeah. And so it's like fucking pop culture. Like when, even when I went through Eastern State Penitentiary, there was this room where like you can write to inmates in solitary confinement. And I'm like, why the fuck would I write to them? <laughs> no oh they need a pen pal no are they are they lonely hey you they i'm pretty sure they have apps dating apps for that where you can like marry a whatever that's just vile i mean me i'm not that desperate but that's i I know that (laughs) just saying like because i worked on a on death row that you know mm -hmm. um do they have pen pals they have fan bases yeah and it disgusts me i was like i was like you do realize what this person did yeah, but it's the same thing. Like, have you seen all the Netflix specials about all the serial killers? Same fucking thing. There's still a fan base. Yeah, it's still a fan base. And people like, like, I don't, like, I, I would say idolize these people. And I'm like, the fuck, guy? Like, right? It's crazy. I have a crazy idea. How about you idolize, like, I don't know, maybe like the fucking paramedic that's driving around during a fucking winter blizzard to go get Mima so she doesn't die from a heart attack. Yeah, I like that. Or like the... uh <coughs> the uh, outback rescuers who go and get people out of avalanches let's idolize yeah. those guys yeah they're pretty fucking awesome yeah repel down from fucking helicopters and dangle while right. the helicopter goes fucking jump into the ocean to yeah. save people who have capsized in their boats yeah How about because that? they were all being dumbasses who the fuck's climbing a mountain right now stop it <laughs> but no we have to idolize and have a fan base for people who kill dozens of children mm-hmm. or people or whatever mm-hmm. rapist whatever so, yeah but jerks. Yeah, it's so whew, whew, fucking. But on the flip side, working corrections is actually pretty fun. <laughs> In the sense of medically speaking, you're like a free range nurse. You're like, 
free range nurse yeah i don't have to ask a fucking doctor for tylenol <laughs> wow i know whoa 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 what about a band-aid nope don't <gasps> i don't need to do that either what? Yeah, i know huh. what? No, no, no. it's really great because it, because it was just so limited so you get to use a lot of like your um critical thinking what i know That's you get crazy talk because <laughs> inmates aren't the most honest people well people in general not patients are not honest they're a bunch of liars what patients <laughs> patients lie <gasps> they lie to oh, us all the time you lied to me all the time oh so the audacity the audacity indeed so um so it's really it's kind of fun it's like a game I'm like hmm let's see how we can outsmart who I do like those games. Those games are fun. Uh, yes, yes, I, they I, are. It's like brain teasers. It is. Yeah. I'm like, uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure I will mind ninja the shit out of you, but let's let's play anyway. Let's play anyway. Yeah. It's, but then you have your emergencies, and let, let's be real here. Responding to emergencies gets your adrenaline up, and it's yes. it's it's a nice high. <laughs> <laughs> Says the angel of death. Also, <laughs> like I want to see how close I can get this person to dying before right, I jump in and save them. Back from death's grip. So Jesus, you will not take this man today. I'll rip him out of your arms. Yeah, I mean, come on though, you do get a bit of a rush. Uh, yeah, no, totally, totally. What I don't like though, especially working in like mental health, where you get that steady drip of adrenaline that just keeps you right on the edge all fucking day. All day. Like, this motherfucker's gonna act out, and it just, just you just right feel, under. Oh, that's when you ooh. feel the fucking incoming. Right, it's like it's it's coming. Mm-hmm. And then you say, listen, motherfucker, I get off shift in 10 minutes. And you better I keep it together. This paperwork. So either act out fucking now <laughs> or after I leave. Or I don't wait, care which. Wait 20 minutes. Right. I don't care which, but I want to be out the fucking door. Yeah. <sighs> so try me. I know. You can always tell too when you would come mm-hmm. in. I remember when I would go into the prisons, like when I'd walk in, I would always get like that, that small little, like little drip of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I felt it in my mm-hmm. chest. Like just a constant steady little drip. And you're like, yeah. something's going to happen today. Well, like you're always like, well, if you are a good correctional nurse, you always have that slight, you know, hyper vigilance. <laughs> As you should. As you should. In corrections. Right. Or like anywhere, really, honestly. Anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, when I guest speak to like nursing students about corrections, that's like one of my big things <coughs> is like, you know, like it's not like the movies. You don't come in hot and be a dickhead because. No, don't do that. That's just stupid. That's just that's, asking for trouble. Uh-huh. And like I said, most of the, I would say a good portion, a good chunk of the inmates, they're not that bad. A lot of them are like. Yeah, I'm stupid. I'm like, you are, well, but it's fine. It's just just like the patient population, right? I know that we bitch about patients all the time, but again, it's not all of them. It's like 20% of them right? that we really bitch about. The other 80%, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, but anyway, so that's my rant about prisons. I like it. Yep. I have all kinds of really funny stories about, you know, my encounters with patients in detention and prison but we sprinkle them on in every now yes. and then yes we do so but if All you right. have if people have questions you want to hear more about certain things you should email, email us, us at healthcarevillains at yes, gmail.com please do or you can follow us on instagram yep at healthcarevillains weird i know it's weird. super easy to find us <laughs> um <laughs> but if you like today's episode or any of our episodes please be sure to like or subscribe definitely share Oh, yeah, that's um, important. Share on your social medias. That really helps us grow so more people find us. Um, we, I have been getting a lot of feedback from people saying that, you know, they love the show. And some people send a little 
little stories, so we should probably read them sometime. Okay, cool. Um, I like it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, well, thanks, for everybody. Thank you very much for the story. That was very entertaining and very interesting. So. Oh, thanks. All thanks, right. and we'll talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye.